0: Today is the 20th day of August, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore him. Let us say together the Venite. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God O oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Psalm for the 20th day evening prayer, Psalm 104. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, how excellent is your greatness. You are clothed with majesty and splendor. You wrap yourself with light as with a cloak and spread out the heavens like a curtain. You lay the beams of your chambers into the waters above. You make the clouds your chariot. You ride on the wings of the wind. You make the winds your messenger and flames of fire your servants. You have set the earth upon its foundations so that it never shall move at any time. You covered it with the deep as with a mantle. The waters stood higher than the mountains. At your rebuke they fled At the voice of your thunder, they hastened away. They went up into the hills and down to the valleys beneath, to the places you have appointed for them. You set the limits that they should not pass, that they shall not again cover the earth. You sent the springs into the valleys. They flow between the mountains. All the beasts of the field drink their fill from them, and the wild beasts quench their thirst. Beside them, the birds of the air make their nests and sing among the branches. You water the mountains from your dwelling on high. The earth is fully satisfied by the fruits of your works. You make grasses grow for flocks and herds and plants to serve humanity. That they may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden our hearts, oil to make a cheerful countenance and bread to strengthen the heart. The trees of the Lord are full of sap, the cedars of Lebanon, which he planted, in which the birds build their nests, and in whose top the stork makes his dwelling. The high hills are a refuge for the mountain goats, and the stony cliffs for the rock badgers. You appointed the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows the time of its setting. You make darkness that it might be night, in which all the beasts of the forest prowl. The lion roar at their prey and seek their food from God. The sun rises and they slip away and lay themselves down in their dens. Man goes forth to his work and to his labor unto the evening. O oh Lord, how manifold are your works and wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the great and wide sea, with its living things too much to number, creatures both small and great. There moves the ships, and there is that Leviathan, which you have made for the sport of it. All of them look to you to give them their food in due season. You give it to them, they gather it. You open your hand and they are filled with good things. You hide your face and they are terrified. You take away their breath and they die and return to their dust. You send forth your spirit and they are created. And so you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in all his works. He looks at the earth and it trembles. He touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God while I have my being. May these words of mine please him. I will rejoice in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed out of the earth and the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 24, beginning at the 24th verse. Some days later, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him speak concerning faith in Christ Jesus. And as he discussed justice, self-control, and the coming judgment, Felix became frightened and said, Go away for the present. When I have an opportunity, I will send for you. At the same time, he hoped that money would be given to him by Paul, and for that reason he used to send for him very often and converse with him. After two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Porcius Festus, and since he wanted to grant the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul in prison. Three days after Festus had arrived in the province, he went up to Caesarea in Jerusalem when the chief priests and the leaders of the Jews gave him a report against Paul. They appealed to him and requested, as a favor to them against Paul, to have him transferred to Jerusalem. They were, in fact, planning an ambush to kill him along the way. Festus replied that Paul was being kept at Caesarea and that he himself intended to go there shortly. So, he said, Let those of you who have the authority come down with me. If there is anything wrong with the man, let them accuse him. After he had stayed among them not more than eight or ten days, he went down to Caesarea. The next day, he took his seat on the tribunal and ordered Paul to be brought. When he arrived, the Jews who had gone down from Jerusalem surrounded him, bringing many serious charges against him, which they could not prove. Paul said in his defense, I have in no way committed an offense against the law of the Jews or against the temple or against the emperor. But Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, asked Paul, Do you wish to go up to Jerusalem and be tried there before me of these charges? Paul said, I am appealing to the emperor's tribunal. This is where I should be tried. I have done no wrong to the Jews, as you very well know. Now, if I am in the wrong and have committed something for which I deserve to die, I am not trying to escape death. But if there is nothing to their charges against me, no one can turn me over to them. I appeal to the emperor. Then Festus, after he conferred with his council, replied, You have appealed to the emperor, and the emperor, you will go. In the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 12, beginning at the 35th verse. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he said, How can the scribes say that the Messiah is the Son of David? David himself, by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put my enemies under your feet. David himself called him Lord. So how can he be his son? And the large crowd was listening to him with delight. As he taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and have to seat in the best seats in the synagogue and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put everything she had, all she had to live on. A reading for Friday, The Week of Proper Fifteen. A reading from a homily of John Chrysostom, Bishop of Constantinople, from the year 407. Those who seize what belongs to another brings ruin upon themselves. Having some unjustly appropriated the property of others, they have been brought ruin upon themselves. It may turn out that those who have been the victims of the injustice may even be benefited as a result But the perpetrators of the injustice can only succeed in doing harm to their own souls. Have some inflicted an injury on the person of others? What they have done is like a sword, by which they themselves have been pierced. For those who are injured most by wrongdoings are not the victims, but rather the perpetrators of the act. Paul, therefore, advised the Corinthians to be ready to suffer injustice for their fellow Christians, rather than to inflict it on them. Christ himself bids us not to strike back when someone strikes us on the other cheek, but to turn and offer the other. To conduct ourselves in this way of virtue in the highest kind, it helps us to become more perfect in patience and fortitude, while it strengthens us to keep our passions under control. Those who injure or strike or insult others show them themselves that they overcome by passion that they have become enslaved by it. Whereas it is by their neighbors only who see it to be injured, they themselves suffer far more serious harm and are reduced to the abject status of slaves. Their mischief shall recoil upon their head, upon the crowns of their head, and the violence shall rebound. It is thought that these words, refer to Ephephal and Absalom, IN THE CASE OF BOTH, IT WAS WHAT HAPPENED TO THEIR HEAD THAT BROUGHT ABOUT THEIR DEATH. EPPELFEL DIED IN HANGING HIMSELF. ABSALOM, WHEN THE MULE ON WHICH HE WAS MOUNTED passed BENEATH THE TREE, WAS CAUGHT FAST IN THE BRANCHES OF THE TREE BY THE HAIR OF HIS HEAD, AND THERE THE MULE RUNNING OFF, HE HUNG FOR A LONG TIME. THUS ALSO DID JUDAS HANG HIMSELF AND END HIS LIFE, KNOWINGLY DOING VIOLENCE TO HIS HEAD TO ACCOMPLISH HIS PURPOSE. Epiphal strangled himself because he clearly foresaw that David would ultimately triumph at once. But he hung there fastened to the wood of the tree as one awaiting judgment. It was by God's will and decree that he should hang there for such a long time, his conscience all the while torturing by remorse. He had been plotting to raise his hand against his father to strangle him. Yet even in those circumstances his father pleaded with his soldiers to spare his life. What is more, his father's affection for him was so forgetful of self that he would have mourned for him after his death. What happened to Absalom was not the work of people, but from the beginning to end a divine judgment. This becomes clear when we stop to consider that instead of a soldier it was a mule that betrayed him. That instead of a rope, it was the hair of his head that bound him. And then instead of a stake, it was a tree in which he was bound. Here ends the reading. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit, that we reaching forth your hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you, for the honor of your name. Amen. Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life and for the mystery of love. We thank you for the blessing of family and friends and for the loving care which surrounds us on every side. We thank you for setting us at tasks which demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and for the example of his life, for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again in which we are raised to the life of your eternal kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit that we may know Christ and make him known and through him at all times and in all places may give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.